0: Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Monday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harris here with the Daily VRA Investing Podcast. Uh, hope you had a good day today. The markets were mixed today. We uh, saw the same thing really on Friday following the jobs data. On Friday, uh, the Dow Jones was up 144. The NASDAQ was down about 60. Today we saw the flip of that. The Dow Jones was down 106 today. NASDAQ was up 24. Uh, but again, back to the jobs report on Friday. This is what really changed the tone. For the markets now, <clears throat> it's 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 subtle and it's and it's nuanced. But we'll just stay with me here because we think it's really important. After the jobs report on Monday, oh Friday again, it was a it was a good, not a great, but a good jobs report. Unemployment rate dropping from five point nine percent to 54 percent was really good. Some structural technical reasons for that, but you know what people didn't really pick up on was the fact that twenty six percent of the jobs created. Uh, in the month of July, were firm part-time work, waiters and bartenders. Uh, this reminds us of the, of the Obama. If that sounds familiar, it's because that's what you heard a lot of during the Obama economy over his eight years. Uh, the jobs growth was from part-time jobs, low-wage jobs, minimum-wage jobs, as our higher-paying jobs were exported offshore or were absorbed by the government. Folks, that is the that's just, that's the exact environment we have here. With all this stimulus money, all this government money, the QE being forced through the system, this is crowding out private employers. That means government has much more control. Uh, it means you have a much, uh, really uh, a much more, fr- uh, frankly, flatlined economy. And we believe that's what we're going to be seeing here. So, from the Friday report, what do we see? Precious metals, commodities get smoked. Why was that? Because the dollar was stronger, but there was another reason. Another reason implicit in this move lower in commodities and in growth assets, again, NASDAQ was down sharply on Friday, got some of that back today, is that lower growth becomes expected. Lower GDP, we've already seen multiple, multiple Wall Street firms, including our favorite Evercore, Ed Hyman and team there, have already begun lowering their earnings reports and their GDP growth reports. This is going to continue. Now, that sounds awful, right? It sounds like, okay, uh, that uh, maybe a top of the market's in place. Maybe we've seen peak earnings. We don't agree with that. Again, this is a very unique kind of a structural market fed primarily by unprecedented liquidity, fed by surging corporate earnings, which are not anywhere near being completed. Corporate earnings don't care where the money's coming from. (laughs) They don't care if the money's coming from the consumer or from the government. Big companies are going to be making money. And if you've noticed, that's where the growth is taking place right now. Unless you've been in big big cap, mega cap tech stocks, you've not made money in this market. I'll talk more about that in just a moment. But that these are the ongoing trends that we are looking out for. But maybe the biggest trend, again, one that very few are talking about right now, is another big mega trend and reason that we see the market going sharply higher. Uh, we're about to raise our targets. We're writing a book right now. All that will be in the book. Uh, but our targets for the Dow Jones had been $75,000 uh, for the Dow by 2026 and uh, and uh, 30000 for NASDAQ. Well, we came out with those targets a long time ago. We've been on the right track. We've been ultra bullish on this market from the depths of uh, coronavirus insanity. And that's been the right move. Now we're getting ready to raise our targets. And one of the big reasons for that is because of, drumroll please, Inflation, specifically currency inflation, specifically currency debasement. The debasement of our currency is forcing inflation assets, real assets, higher in price. That's going to continue. You look at what's happening uh, with the, the Black Rocks of the world, right? What are they doing? Buying up every home they can get. Now, why would they do that? Because they understand this inflationary trend that's now underway and real assets will continue to move higher in price. What is that? Certainly, it's stock prices. It's real estate prices. It's Bitcoin. It will be gold and silver uh, and the miners at, at 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 the at at the technically correct stage. I'll cover that more in just a moment. But the end the end result right now is that uh, again, jo- Friday's jobs report, folks, and you just take this to the bank. Changed nothing in our view. Absolutely nothing. We still expect interest rates to continue lower we believe there will be no taper probably it won't even start next year if i'm being honest because the first time this market goes down 5% the first 5% correction we have on rumors of fed tapering they'll come out and say you know what we're just going to be a little more patient <laughs> you know because they are they are just locked in to the stock market at the federal reserve it is it is tina it's, there is no alternative and they get FOMO, uh, a fear of missing out. These are kind of the staples of working at the Federal Reserve and forecasting whether you're going to taper to $120 billion a month in, uh, in QE. So, again, we just don't expect that to happen anytime soon. The Fed has their big uh, uh, meeting uh, August the 26th to 28th at Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Just, to, what is that now? Just two and a half weeks away. And this is what has the markets on edge will they get more aggressive in talking about tapering look at the action in commodities folks look how they've sold off dramatically from from the friday jobs report that's telling you slower growth right if they try to taper that's slower growth slower liquidity lesser amounts of money being pushed and forced into the economy which again is driving the economy same thing in the obama years this is a, this is Obama part two, it's the most important theme we think you should remember. And that's why there won't be any tapering. Don't certainly taper at some point. They're not going to continue buying $120 billion a month forever in perpetuity. Neither will the ECB. They're also doing about the same amount in, in monthly QE. Uh, matter of fact, they have a, as Tyler reminded me last week, the ECB's balance sheet is bigger than the Fed's, which is stunning when you think about that. Uh, but again, you look at the action for example again today oil down again oil's now down eight percent, and what is that two and a half days uh, 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 uh both gold, silver, copper all getting hit right now we're seeing it uh in uh, in all commodities really, and these are all telling you that the expectations for growth is 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 getting lesser and lesser, and that's not an easy environment with which to taper or certainly not to begin raising rates. We Again, we. I don't know what odds we put on it, but we will not be surprised. We actually expect interest rates in the U.S. to go negative at some point, likely in the next three, four years, something like that. Um, Republicans winning the midterms will help. DeSantis winning in 24 will help. Uh, but certainly the biggie next year is that the Republicans have to at least take back the House uh, before Biden can do permanent damage uh, to both the U.S. economy, and to our culture and our way of life. That's how we see it, and uh, we don't back away from that. But again, today was a uh, uh, kind of a quiet day today. Again, Dow Jones down 106 points at 35,101. S&P 500 essentially flat, down four points at 4432. We're coming off all-time highs here, folks. Russ 2000, which had actually had a good couple of days. Uh, on Thursday, the R2K small caps were up 1.8 uh, percent. Uh, uh, Friday they're up uh, almost a half a percent. Gave that back today though, down five point five eight percent. We really want to see small caps get going. They're still five, better than five percent below uh, their all time highs from uh, from 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 well back. Uh, Nasdaq today again was our only one on the day. Uh, Twenty four points, kind of quiet there as well. 14,860. But the ten year did get back to one point three one percent. Remember, it's still tiny, folks. Uh, we've had a little bit of a pop higher. Uh, But uh, we believe that, uh, well, what we're looking for here is a buying opportunity. We're looking for a a, kind of a a sell the rumor, buy the news event where we're looking to raise cash. We've been raising some cash and we think we may get a sell off in August here. It's historically not a great month anyway. It's one of the worst months of the year. And then uh, we've got the, of course, the Jackson Hole, Wyoming. A lot of people are going to be on edge about what the Fed's going to say as far as tapering goes, and we'll be watching the economic data between now and then very, very closely. Two points that uh, we'll also make: uh, we now have, and this is better, uh, we have now um, sixty-one <clears> percent <throat> of the uh, S and P five hundred is trading above its fifty-day uh, moving average. It, it dropped bel- back to below forty percent area after hitting a high of ninety-two percent. Back on April sixteenth, right now we're back to sixty-one percent, moving in the right direction. Uh, the S and P uh, percentage S and P five hundred above the two hundred day has fallen down to eighty-three percent, and again that was a ninety-seven percent reading back on April sixteenth as well. So you, you can see what's happening here. We have had an internal correction in this market again. You know that if you own anything other than about ten big, big, big mega cap companies, other than that. Your portfolio has been weak because that's what's happening as this market rotates with an internal correction on fears of lower growth. And God help us all if they actually start to taper, <laughs> if they try to taper and start raising rates. Oh my good, ah, oh, woo, folks, it'll be ugly. Which is why I won't do it unless they unless it's by design, unless it's by design. I just throw this out there in case you're. Big time contrarian and you think that the worst case uh, could happen with this administration and this federal reserve from 2004 to 2006 the fed raised rates 17 straight times 17 straight times destroyed the housing market that's what crushed housing it wasn't anything else it wasn't the consumer it wasn't the homeowner it wasn't people that could fall come here getting a loan certainly had a little bit to do with it but the real uh, impetus of that of that crash in housing and the Great Recession really was a two-year depression that followed was 17 straight rate hikes from 2004 to 2006. No one seems to talk about that anymore. We like to remind every chance that we get. And our internals today, again, this is improvement. We talked about this over the last few days. We Folks, we had six weeks of, just let's be honest about it, just purely crappy internals. These were awful. It, it is amazing the markets didn't have a serious uh, draw, uh, you know, pull down, uh, uh, draw down and, and pull back, you know, maybe even 8 to 10% based on the ways internal. We had day after day with two to one negative readings. But something changed about a week ago. Uh, Tyler talked about this on his Friday podcast. We saw it again today. Uh, again, th- these aren't great, but but they're improving. They're going in the right direction. Again, with the Dow down 106 points, you would expect to see great internals, and, and we didn't see that. There were negative advanced decline, negative up down volume for NYSE, you know what? They they weren't they weren't ugly. They weren't even close to two to one. Volume was barely negative. So That's an improvement. We also had NYSE, 110 stocks hitting new 52 week highs to just 29 hitting new 52 week lows. Nasdaq is what we've seen the the really the most marked improvement, and this is what you want to see. This is this is kind of setting up. It could be a textbook uh, year end monster rally into year end. Nasdaq, check this out again. Nasdaq only, only up 24 today. But volume was positive by 2.5 billion to 1.6 billion. That is a pattern change that is of note because we saw the same thing happening last week. improvement in NASDAQ, even though it was hitting all- time highs. We saw internals that were crappy. This is good to see. advanced decline again, just slightly negative there, and new 52 highs and lows came into positive 122 to 76. So by and large, we're going to give this re- these, these results today mixed to positive results. For the internals that continues the string every day but one day last week had mixed a positive and we will certainly take that and our sector watch today uh let's see here a quick refresh Running slow. Here we go. Uh, not pretty. Not real ugly. And, uh, uh, energy again with oil down today. Dollar forty-four a barrel. Energy was our loser on the day, down one point four percent. We had six screens lower, six uh, sectors lower, five higher. Uh, energy led to the downside. Real estate also down four tenths of one percent. To the upside, healthcare up three tenths of one percent. As were consumer staples. And finally, in our commodity watch today, again. <laughs> Commodities, you know, if we're going to taper, if rates are going to go higher, it, that means the dollar is going to be stronger. That is the kiss of death, typically for all commodities we saw today across the board. Uh, gold, after getting flash crashed overnight, $100 an ounce, like in seconds, on a massive sell order, uh, came in uh, down $31 an ounce at 17 31 Silver down an even bigger, 3.6%, down $0.87 cents an ounce at 23 44 Copper down $0.05 cents a pound at four twenty-nine. Oil down again, $1.44 a barrel at sixty-six point eighty-four. Bitcoin up $1,700 a Bitcoin. Now back above its 200-day moving average. Been on a tear here. Uh, now trading at $45,549. Again, its 200-day moving average is at $45,400. It's just right at about $1,000 a Bitcoin above its 200-day. We want to see it stay above the 200-day for at least seven trading days. That's the real sign here, but a lot of positive signs. By the way, which started last week when Gary Gensler of the SEC came out and lambasted Bitcoin, called it, called it all kinds of scammy names, right? That was the tell, because on that news, Bitcoin got hit, and then it began reversing higher. It's not the news that matters most. It's the market's reaction to that news. We noted it last week. Bitcoin made the turn on Gary Gensler's comments And uh, now we want to see the technical action confirm that it can hold above the 200-day moving average. Folks, as always, appreciate you joining us here. Join us full-time at VRAInsider.com. Again, VRAInsider.com. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.